everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 535. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And how is everybody doing tonight? Uh, so freaking tired. Mm. I'm very tired. I won't say that I'm tired, but today was emotionally overwhelming, and, and I will get into that later today, and later on the show briefly, and I will say 100% of it was me, so yeah. Anywho... Um, and the, and the crew is starting to show up. Hi, welcome everybody. Come on in, have a good time. We have freshly squeezed on alcoholic drinks on the side, so enjoy. We are live tonight, week of February twenty second, two thousand twenty two. So, happy Tuesday, y'all. <laughs> it, it, it's funny. Everybody's going happy Tuesday, happy Tuesday. I keep thinking of Sonic Tuesday. I keep thinking of the commercials for Sonic Two, you know, because it came mm-hmm. up on Sonic Tuesday. So, you know. And I actually thought it was in February, but no, it wasn't. It was in November. So, and before we continue on, Slime Boy is jealous of your Ryoko figure there, uh, Mako. Oh yeah, um, I- I've had her for a little while. Mm. Um, I actually have all three of them mm. from this uh, series. So the next couple of weeks, you'll see uh, Tenchi and Aika as well. <laughs> sweet, nice. So sweet. So, anywho, like I said, we're uh, live the week of February 22nd, 2022, right here on Twitch TV. You can find us here Tuesdays from 9 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, you can find us here, like I said, that time on Tuesdays at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. And don't forget we have a website at AnimeJamSession.com where we have a lot more information and cool stuff for you to check out. And we're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network. And you can find out more information about them at VogNetwork.com. It's funny. I've been saying that for the longest, and I never put it down in the notes because I think it's gotten to the point where I'm going to say it anyway. But I'm just throwing it there just in case I forget. Y'all know me. So, but also, um, the other shows that are part of Voice of Geeks Network are also on Twitch. You can find them at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. They kick things off at 8 p.m. with the Bobby Blackwolf show, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. And OLR wasn't uh, live this week because um, the big move. Rob and, and his husband, Alan, they got a brand new house and they spent the last couple of weeks moving stuff to the new place. So, you know, and I can't wait to see the new studio and everything. So he's got some cool stuff planned and I totally can't wait. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Yep. Especially in California. God bless them. And don't forget, we also have a discord so you can hang out with us at uh, vognetwork.com slash discord. Every channel is part of the voice of geeks network has a, um, Uh, a channel so come by hang out and it's all fun and games so as we get that out the way we're going to go ahead and go around the room with how was your week how was your day ari uh well i'm on vacation this week from work nice and that's always nice Mm -hmm. you know it started this past you know friday afternoon because that's where my last day was and 
I just I just count you know from when I get off work till I go into work again, which will be the first Tuesday in what is it? Uh, yeah, the first Tuesday in March. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I got a new car this weekend. I saw. Yeah, I like my old one. It, there was something really wrong with it, but my uh, Toyota dealership was you know blowing up my uh, you know mailbox with promotions and whatnot mm-hmm. and they have one of the things that I was just looking at like the used cars for as a you know, just the past time and I saw this one a 2021 uh, Camry TRD and like mm-hmm. oh that's pretty nice so I ended up going there after work you know, I was there most of the like, most of the day like didn't get home till like 7 8 o'clock at night but Bottom line is, I traded out the old one and got a, a 2021 with about 9,000 miles on it. Now, are the payments lower? Uh, no, they they won't be at first. Oh, okay. That's not so bad. Oh, did you take the stuff out the trunk? Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. That, that's another thing. I also drove over to Mako's this past weekend and gave her the oh, okay. vacuum cleaner. All right, cool. Yeah, Marco. I was I totally forgot to give uh, Ari the vacuum cleaner before I left, so I I didn't get just to fully clean the canister. So I I really apologize about that. That's okay. But the HEPA filter can be washed. Okay. And I will send you a link to where I got it from. We can get uh, parts. And I found I have a couple extra stuff here that goes with it. So I think I have a small box. I'll just drop it in the mail and send it. So you know. Okie dokie. Cool. All right, please yeah, go. but other than that, I'm just you know, surviving, I guess. Uh, I suddenly got like, like sweating and like clammy in here. I I'm not saying I'm about to fall over sick and die or something, but you know, it's just it, it's just starting to feel weird. I am going to chalk it up to the pandemic as we're dealing with shit. That's what I, that's what I say. I mean, I'm all vaxxed and whatnot, so... No, it's just everybody else acting stupid. Yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, not bad. Uh, work was work. And, uh, finally hung some of the, uh, posters and crap for the living room. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's, it's looking more lived in now. Nice. And uh, I'm hoping that in the next uh, couple of days, maybe this weekend or next weekend, we'll tear up the carpet in the dining room and put down the new flooring in there and put the shelves up in the living room so that I can put all the pop figures up around the room. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of jealous you're getting that, that, that paneling type of floor because I want that in this apartment that I'm in, but the floor itself is fucking warped. Probably from the tiling. I mean, from the from the peel on linoleum bullshit. Because it's gotten to where my I have a ch- I have a chair mat, and it's gotten to where when I roll around in my chair, move around, it defaults back to certain positions because of the fact that the floor is not even. And I'm just like, now I gotta get a carpet the size of my computer area. Now what the hell? But you know. Yeah, we don't know what is going to be under the carpet, and considering it's just peel and stick that we're putting down, mm-hmm. um, we have no idea if we're going to have to do anything to prep 
the floor before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if everything goes well, the flooring will go from the living uh, from the dining room into the kitchen to like make it one cohesive kind of room. Gotcha. And if not, then we'll have uh, just two different kinds of tiling, which will look weird, but it's being done now just to make it look pretty and we'll eventually uh, be replacing everything. That, that makes sense. Yeah, just little little things here and there. But uh, I can't wait to get that done because once that's done, then we start out in the uh, bar area. You mean Damien's bar? You know, the spot where you always find him hiding out at half the time? No, he, he nice actually... He when I was over there. Yeah, he hasn't been hanging out in the bar, but um, I got yeah. curtains on order. They were delivered today. So that window going from the living room into that area is going to be shut with curtains up anyway. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to get to uh, have the pass through to the bar. Well, I only say that because at one time, you know, we turned around. He was sitting back there as if he was tending bar. Yeah, he's he's done that a couple of times. Mm. He just uh, chooses to sit on, to, on the bar. But I will uh, be very glad when that's all fixed and settled and uh nice mm-hmm. i'm excited i'm i'm enjoying being able to decorate well that's good as i sit here with all of these uh figurines and i'm about to order another one and i'm like yeah i'm literally running out of space to put these and i don't want to put shelving up in this place mm. yeah it looks like i may have to extend the idle shelf all right so my weekend day was pretty chill went good didn't went fucking outlandish off of a goddamn cliff oh boy what happened oh i'm i'm gonna get into that in in just a bit so well first things first i went out and decided to treat myself to a new monitor Because I was looking at my financials. I'm like, you know, I could swing it. It'll be in the first step of rebuilding Daitenshi. So I went out and got a nice uh, 1440p monitor, which can do 4K. But I'm leaving it at 1440 for right now. And I'm really loving the resolution. Because now I I have all my screens up. And they're not maximized, but they're large enough so I can kind of look through everything. And still see my wallpaper. And it makes it easy to navigate. Because at work, these are the same size screens that we have. But because it's work and, you know, I just, and I come home, it just doesn't click. But now it clicks. It's a difference because the, the, the monitor I got is optimized for gaming. So, you know, I was like, it's on sale, you know, why not? So I went ahead and I got that. And then... Saturday, I went out to visit a friend, and she had edibles. <laughs> and you were live tweeting your reactions, pretty much. Yeah. And I need to get into that real quick. I wasn't going to discuss, like, bring this up, because to me, I felt like, well, what happened on my Twitter account isn't really connected to the podcast, and it's already said and done, you know, so 
in case you haven't heard, DJ Ronma S is dead. Really. It's dead. The Twitter account. It's dead. So, here's the thing. I'm going to give you a quick backstory. There is a particular Twitter account that screenshots uh, stupid shit that the, Vicks, that the Vic bootlickers talk about. And I make snarky comments left and right. And it kind of hit a high point because I was so out of my gourd that I decided to go on Twitter and just kind of roll with stuff. And I said some pretty outlandish things. Now, on Sunday, after being berated by some unknown cosplayer, and I call a person an unknown cosplayer because I'm kind of annoyed at them, I apologize for what I said. Now, let, let me say this. I was under the influence and when you're under the influence, sometimes, you know, that gets that makes that gets the best of your of of your thought patterns and all of that. So, you know, and I admit that I own up to that. I let an edible get the best of me. And normally I would have just listened to music and just went about my way, but I did not. I jumped onto Twitter. I said some real outlandish things. I said some real foul things. I said some disrespectful things. Now, you have to understand, I was going after the Vic bootlickers, but in the end, they got the best of me because a couple of things that I said was reported, which caused my Twitter account to be permanently suspended. And I own up to that because I allowed it to happen on my watch. Now, will it happen again? Oh, absolutely not. Because I know better. Sometimes you gotta let some real shit happen to you to realize, you know, you cannot do this again. Now, for future reference, will I imbibe in something like this? Absolutely. But I will be signing out of my social media accounts before I do. Because I am not going to allow that to happen. And for those people who saw what I said, who were offended by what I said, I apologize. I won't make any, I won't beat around the bush about it, but you know, I said it. I own up to it. And I was wrong. And that's it. And I will say, you know, finding out this morning that my Twitter account is permanently suspended, I wasn't too terribly upset by it because it's not like my Facebook account, even though I'm kind of tired of Facebook and getting put on a 30-day for saying some stupid shit. But at, the difference is on my Twitter account, I was con I was sharing stuff from the podcast, convention stuff. I wasn't really doing personal stuff, so I was okay with that being gone to the wayside. But I did try to come back, and as soon as I created a second account, boom, that one got suspended for because... I made it, I made the name too close to my, um, to my previous account. So, if you're wondering, I'm back. If you know my fandom pretty well, you know I'm not that hard to find. But I'm curating this account. I've only gone back about people I've replied to in the past couple of months I have, you know, followed. Everybody else, it is what it is. I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna follow. All I'm just gonna just keep it chill. I'm going to be 
have a bit of a low profile on various discords and twitch streams you know till things kind of like you know it's all good it's all right so for those of you who know the story that's what it is for those of you who know the full story you know what it is and i'm going to leave it at that so and now we're going to move right along to our housekeeping uh, don't forget, every episode of Anime Jam Session that we stream on Twitch is available on YouTube. You can head on over to youtube.com slash anime jam session. There is a link or list playlist called uh, Podcast VODs. Uh, you can check out all of our episodes going back to 2021. Well, there's a couple episodes that are not up there because there were some issues with the video, but it is what it is. So you can definitely check those out. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here? Um... Don't forget to check out the uh, pro shop at vognetwork.com slash shop. You can head on over there. You can check out some cool Vogue Network merchandise. Um, actually, I think I'm going to hold off on that because I don't think it's back up yet. But, you know, soon we'll have our shop up. I just got to remember to actually grab a couple of designs, create the shop, and put it up there, you know. So, And don't forget we have a couple of upcoming conventions uh, Zenkai Con, March 25th to the 27th in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And Retro Cons, September 24th to the 25th in Oaks, Pennsylvania. And I also want to give you an update on the, the Twitch layout. As I mentioned a couple of times before, I've been working, slowly working on a new Twitch layout. It's still going to look the same, slightly different, but my main goal is to make it a little bit more user-friendly for me on the backside, you know, kind of clean it all up. I kind of hope to have that ready by the end, before Zenkai rolls around, so. Most of the back work is done. I just need to take care of some audio stuff, and if I can get this audio stuff to work, we can rock and roll, so. Next up is uh, Geek Roundtable. This is where we talk about the geekier aspect of our lives, what we've been up to uh, prior week, and share off some cool geek geek wares and stuff. So, Ari, what you got for us this week? Can't hear you, buddy. Oh, God damn it. I forgot I put that thing on mute again. It's all good. Anyway, um, I had put the direct link into the our personal chat window. I was hoping, like... I could show everyone a picture of the new car. Okay, uh, hold on here. Um, I didn't even realize. All right, okay. Uh, I can I can do that. I can put up a link to the new car. Hold on, I can do that. Okay. And yeah, it's the first time I've ever had a, like a like this is the newest of a new car I've ever had. Yep, there it is. That, that is a nice car, my friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like... Well, it's, I got it over 9,000 miles today, but the point is I'm going to be having this one for a really long time, especially mm-hmm. once I get it fully paid off. Nice. All right. All right. All right, Mako-chan, tell everybody about Ryoko. Yeah, so um, a, a, a handful of years back. Mm. Um, okay, so probably more than a handful of years back. For the record, um, I remember seeing those 
at, at, at a local comic shop, and I wish I had the money to buy him. Yeah, I I came into some money before uh, a convention one year. Um, a friend from high school that I hadn't heard from in years said, hey, don't I owe you money? And I said, yeah, you do. So um, I actually had, you know, a couple hundred bucks that was just handed to me that I wasn't expecting mm -hmm. when I went to Anime Next one year. And so I went shopping. Mm. <laughs> and um, the set of three was actually one of the... Uh, splurge purchases that i made um so it is uh it, it is pioneer it actually has the uh toonami logo on it because that's when these were put out um it is uh, by toynami the sets are all sorts of different prices online um right now it looks like it's ranging anywhere between um 50 and $200 depending on, you know, quality in the box and crap like that. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm selling my crap anytime soon. Right. Um, but yeah, so I, I've had this sitting around. Uh, this was actually packed even when I was in the apartment. Uh, so I started unpacking some of my crap to be able to put it up. So I get to show you more of my collection that has just been sitting there. Um, I get to display more of my collection that has been sitting there. Uh, Tenshi is one of my fandoms, and uh, Ryoko is my favorite. Mm -hmm. I actually thought that was done by McFarlane Toys. Um, no, this is this is Toynami. I think Mc, I, I want to say McFarlane actually put out a, a one. I want to say either that I I, I'm think I know that they put out the smaller figures. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think they put out the larger action figures. Um, I know that they, again, I know they put out very small ones um, with uh, Ryoko yep, yep, and yep. Ryoki. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I, I don't, I, I think this was, um, I, I know this set that I have is Toynami exclusive, yep, I'm pretty sure. You're right, yeah, because I'm looking it up right now. McFarlane did do a, a Tenchi Muyo line, but it was the figures. And the price they're going for is about the price you would have paid when they first came out. Yeah, they're they're not up there in price. Um, I don't know if it's because just so many, like there's just so much of it out there still, no, I don't, or just nobody is really wanting it at this point. I think it's more the fact that nobody's really wanting it per se. Because right now, somebody on eBay has the McFarlane Ryoko for $87 used. Meanwhile, somebody else has it uh, up here for $31 for the same price. And it looks brand new. Yeah, I know I have, um, I'm pretty sure I have a couple of the uh, McFarlane uh, line i don't remember what characters um i know that there was i don't think mcfarlane put it out um but there was a a chibi line that went out um that it was uh tenchi ryoki and no T tenchi ryoki and sasami mm -hmm. in one um aika washu Yep, I, and... I, I see it right now. Yeah, I see, yeah. It. I see it on eBay. 
the real Oki Tenchi Sasami one's going for twenty two bucks and it's brand new. Yeah, they're yeah. they're not very they're not very Jumping expensive. Jumping up while the demand is low. Yeah, I I know that there are three sets. Mm-hmm. Um, because one is a uh, Ryoko Mahoshi, and uh, I can never remember the other. Kione. No, no, it's not Kione. Um, this is a uh, uh, Ryoko's rival. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember yeah. her name. Yep, 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 yep. It was like Naga, Naka, Naga, something like that. Know. Anyway, so I know that that's in set three. Um, so I do want to get the full uh, full set for those eventually. Nagi. Nagi, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me close that out. All right. So let's see. I'm, I've caught up with Demon Slayer. That was really good how that ended. Um, I won't go into, you know, too much because it'll be kind of spoilerful, you know. Uh, I, I am caught up with My Dress Up Darling, and it's a really a great anime. Um, if I could flip the camera around, I would show off this curved Acer monitor that I picked up. Now, I will say this about Acer. I mean, their monitors are good. Their netbooks are good. Their tablets are good just when it comes to their laptops and desktops get the extended warranty save yourself the trouble somehow you know they can't kind of get that together maybe they have but i have repaired one too many to justify saying it's worth buying so you know um and as gina brick one asks if it's real or a bootleg I can tell you, as somebody who has seen this up close and personal, uh, Mako-chan's Ryoko figure is real. Yes, this is this is real. Mm-hmm. And as TheoX75 says, Acers are my money makers. See, you do understand. <laughs> mm. That's been more of like the geekier aspect of my week of my geek roundtable weekend day. All right, and now that we got that out the way, uh, let's go ahead and get into tonight's articles. And I'm just like, okay. All right, if it'll actually open up. There we go. And this is something that I have been waiting for. Oh, I've been waiting for this one. According to the CDC study on COVID-19, Anime NYC was not a super spreader event. Now, don't you feel stupid in saying that it was? Because if you don't, you really should. As reported by the New York Times, the study released on the same day by the Centers for Disease Control, saying evidence of widespread transmission of COVID-19 during the Anime NYC event was not identified. The study relied on test result data from over 4,500 attendees from the health department surveillance system, as well as online surveys sent out to attendees asking about their test results and so forth. About 2.6 of those people tested positive. Now, as it said, the attendees of the convention did not have a higher rate of infection than the general population of people that went. So it's basically whether you went to the con or you went to hang out with friends or whatever, there was a possibility you were going to catch it either way. 
Now, if the con did not require, you know, vaccination cards, oh, I can see those numbers going up. Anyhow. Additionally, the majority of the samples that were tested positive were of the Delta variant of the COVID-19 uh, virus. The report additionally found that the convention goers who became infected were more likely to have gone to bars, nightclubs, or karaoke clubs. Because, again, if you were walking around Anime NYC without a mask, oh, you were told to put it on or you were told GTFO. Simple as that. <laughs> Whereas if you're going out to clubs and parties and stuff, you're going to take the mask off and drink and stuff like that. I, after the con, La Chocolate could verify. I went back to the room. I was not trying to go out and party or anything like that. I wanted to go back to the room, relax. It was hell getting a, a, a really bad hamburger, but, you know, it is what it is. And as Gina Brick One says, there are cons that don't require vaccination cards. And you know what? You're right. There are some that don't, probably because of the rules in place of where they're hosting the event or the local ordinances of city, county, and state that are doing it. And some conventions feel that they enforce vaccination cards, people are not going to show up. And that causes a rift because people will say, you know, the con is all about money. A convention is about money, but at the same time, they're not. A con has to make money so that they can operate in case something happens. So at the end of the con, they'll have money to prepare for the following year. Not every convention can have like a war chest like Anime Expo, you know? Because I can tell you this now, if cons were out to make a lot of money, when they were when they were canceling left and right, they wouldn't have been at they a lot of those cons would not have been hat promoting for GoFundMe's and fundraisers and stuff like that. Look at Magfest, they canceled and paid the fees, and they had a telethon to raise funds to cover to recoup those fees. Some cons already had that covered, others not so much. That's something you gotta understand. Now, the new CDC study credited the organizers of the event for putting prevention, preventing precautions in place, such as putting HEPA filters in the convention center, and it is shown to officially remove coronavirus particles from the air. The New York Times report that a combination of good air filtration, widespread vaccination, and indoor masking, in fact, helped prevent the anime convention in November from becoming a super spreader event. Okay? So, the con did good by y'all. Hey, y'all need to say thank you. And that's all I'm going to say about that. All right, next up, we have Mako-chan talking about uh, Countdown Clock. Yeah, so um, Full Metal Alchemist is kicking off its 20th anniversary project with a mysterious countdown and visual. Uh, both were unveiled along with an official website under the URL vengeance-scar.jp, teasing the role of the scarred man, a vigilante killer who hunted Ed early on in the story. The countdown will end on March 2nd. Um, 
Obviously, for you, for those that don't know, Full Metal Alchemist began in 2001 as a manga series, going on to sell over 80 million volumes worldwide, and was adapted into two different anime series. Mm-hmm. The initial series, um, for those that don't know, uh, only uh, at that point, only I think 20 chapters of the manga was out. So up to a certain point, it matched the manga, and then uh, the creator, um, Hiromo uh, Arakawa, uh, she basically said, you know what, go on and do what you want, take it where you want. So the first anime, after a certain point, is its own reality. It's mm-hmm. its own world. Um, and it went off the rails and has very little to do with what the actual manga series and then later full metal alchemist brotherhood which is the redone anime series um you at a certain point you can tell that it was you know basically them just trying to figure out what the hell they wanted to do it's sort of like how you know sailor moon kind of went on its own little path at the same time as the manga pgsm was following the manga till it hit exit twelve off the on the pike, you know. No, yeah, that's and I mean, well, I mean, this wasn't this wasn't even filler. Um, imagine if the original Sailor Moon anime had ended after R. Um, R is not in the manga. That is completely filler. Mm-hmm. But imagine if it had ended after that. And that's what people thought the series was. And then the new series came out and it's nothing like the first series after the first couple of episodes. That's basically what happened with Fullmetal Alchemist. Well, don't forget and, the movie. Which, uh, sh- hmm? Well, don't forget the movie because I didn't see the movie. But didn't that kind of fill some gaps in there from the first TV series? Which movie? The live action? No, the animated one. Um, was I'm it? trying to think the the, the animated one or something like that. You know, the animated one that I saw mm-hmm. kind of was like really weird. It, yeah. um, it was like in the real world and them dealing with, um, like the actual Germany and war and crap like that. And you find out that, you know, basically they've wished themselves into the real world, and it's it's. It's really weird, and I only watched it once because I really didn't like it. It really didn't fit in with uh, what I was watching. But that movie was part of the original anime's storyline. Sort of, sort of like how everybody enjoyed Revolution Girl Utena, and then they watched the movie and went, "What the shit is this?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So. Uh, Theo says filler is still canon. Yes and no. Um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and the manga are what you would consider canon. Um, Full Metal Alchemist, the original, the first anime, um, that is... It's it's not after a certain point, the creator of the manga has nothing to do with the series. It is them trying to extend the series, doing their own thing so that they continue to make money off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So uh, imagine it as kind of a Tenchi, you know, GXP, um, a a DBZ uh, GT, that kind of thing. It uses the same characters. It uses the same design. It uses the same, you know, things like that. But the actual storyline has nothing to do with the... um, canonality of the series not that it's not good in its own sense because you know i did enjoy the original full metal alchemist series but it's not technically canon to the series fair and the creator absolutely hated it she hated that she gave them the right to basically take her characters and do what they wanted to with them and as Slime Boy says, I just rewatched Utsuna, but I never seen the movie. Definitely need to check this out. Um, you're no, I, you don't. No, um, you're you're going to need a couple of joints for the movie. <laughs> you're going to need a couple of joints and probably a fifth of Jack. Yeah, I, I find that happens with a lot of the different um, anime series into movies. They just, it's, again, it's a way to extend the series and make more money. True. But look, I mean, well, if you look at the Ronma one half movies, they they made sense the way they were. Uh, the Dragon Ball Z movies made sense. And, and to be perfectly honest, the Dragon Ball Z movies are its own continuity. If you didn't want to watch the TV series, you could have watched all the movies and still understood what the hell was going on. So. Yeah, there are some yeah. there are some series yeah, like, like that. Yeah. Um, Detective Conan, you mm. can actually sit and watch the movies. Um, they do deal with the characters. They do deal with you know everything that's going on with the plot. Um, it is just extra. Yep. But it uh, it does try to stay in the same universe, mm-hmm. whereas Tenchi Muyo doesn't. I still say the second movie was uncalled for and Shin Tenchi Muyo. Yeah, I, it's, it's, yeah, sort of. Basically, each movie deals with the continuity of the season. That, you know, so the first movie deals with uh, Tenchi Muyo Ryooki. But what's interesting is the first, whether you've seen the OVAs, or the TV series, the first movie makes sense either way. Because the way they did it. It's like any of the movies will make sense. I just felt that the second movie was a cop-out, and and Shin Tenshi Muyo was like, why? It's it's crazy. And now, all these new OVAs that continue along with the original that yeah, that reminds me. I need to uh, pick up the newer OVA. I, I would recommend watching it online first. I have to finish my collection, so I would be buying it either way. Fair. And a slime boy asks, the middle movie, that was about his not-daughter? Yeah. Yeah. And now we move from... 
anime movie continuities to courtroom drama. Uh, that's one way to shift gears. <laughs> Let's see. Last year, anime entertainment company Bushiroad announced that the company was exploring legal options for dealing with online slander, including working with law enforcement. The company announced an update to those legal proceedings on Tuesday, including its first civil suit. Bushiroad stated that because the statements are carried on social media, the company is seeking out the identity of individuals by requesting the disclosure of the sender's information. They are then proceeding to file civil lawsuits and criminal complaints against the relevant individuals. Since these procedures take a considerable amount of time, we have not been able to report on the progress, and we have received some inquiries from our other customers, but we are pleased to announce a judgment has been rendered in the first civil lawsuit Allowing us to claim damages for defamation. Mm. Uh, let's see. Last year's announcement followed what Bushy Road's voice acting agency Hibiki called false claims that a voice actress was hired because of sexual favors. The company filed a criminal complaint to the Tokyo District Public Prosecutor's Office on July 6, 2021, and began work with a number of diet members to set up a system that could probably address online harassment and slander. Honestly, when I first well, I was first reading this, I'm like, wait, so you can't take a little bit of criticism, so you're going to sue the people mocking you? Gee, that that's sounds a, so familiar. That's a, that's, a, that's a trick we would try in this country. That we have, that people have tried in this country. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh... And also, they're, go- they're asking the government to disclose, you know, Shit. Uh, you know, someone's personal information? That That's not kosher either. So true. Like, remember when the government tried to get Apple to uh, install backdoors on their iPhones to, so they could, you know, essentially spy on people? Let, 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 let's not. As somebody that works in IT, it, like I said, it's bad enough we got people that are mad that we load software on their phones and they don't want it to and we're like if you are using work email on your personal phone this has to go on here either you get a separate phone or you don't check work email on your phone because we're not buying you one and my my company just rolled out that system sometime like a couple weeks ago too and uh the response has been mostly negative look Ari, i'll tell you this if your if your if your job has good Wi-Fi across the board, you don't even need a, fo- a, a another line. You can just get an older phone, put it on Wi-Fi, and let it do whatever. You know. Uh-huh. Uh, All right. So what's next? Um. Hatsune Miku. Uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah. So, Hatsune Miku is going to be the star of the next episode of the NHK documentar- uh, documentary series Professional Shigoto no Ryugi, or Professional Work Style which profiles high-level people in their field of work or show business. 
The documentary ponders the statement, how was the 16-year-old who shocked the Japanese music scene born and what has changed since her birth? From the minds of many, we get a closer look at her style. Being the virtual star that Miku is, the documentary will interview the software's creator, project leader, um, Kenmochi Hideiki, uh, Krypton Future media developer, Waturu uh, Sasaki, and Vocaloid producer, Deco27. These interviews are previewed in a trailer for the special. Uh, previous people documented on the program um, include... Uh, 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 yeah, I'm not going into that. There's no reason to. Anyway, um, so it is scheduled to air on NHK General in Japan on March 1st at 10.30. While there is no English subversion announcement at this time, the more popular professional work style specials have been subbed at a later time. Given how popular... Uh, Miku is there is no reason why this won't be subbed well I know enough Hatsune Miku fans on my Facebook so eventually there will be a fan sub copy floating around one way or another you know yeah that won't surprise me it's not a question of if but when true yeah, I mean, at the same time, it's, you know, it's about the making of the character and all of that. So it's not really the character. Um, so I don't know that that many people would be interested if it's not the character herself talking. But the people behind the character. I, no, I totally get that. It's like, you know. You want to know more about the character, but not what brought the character to life, you know? Mm. But yeah, I, I imagine that it will be fairly popular and you would be able to find the uh, the subtitles. I, I can't see them putting off subtitling it for a long time. So I, I, I would imagine that they're probably working on the subtitles as we speak. Probably so. All right, now, now, something like this, you, I, I thought this would end up in like strange news from Japan, but evidently, it was not. Well, it, I, I was thinking of putting it there, but considering it has to do with anime, I, I stuck it in the normal stuff. Fair enough. So. Evidently, there was a Love Life fan who admitted to stealing desks and school equipment. <laughs> a 28-year-old Love Life fan arrested in October on suspicion of breaking into a high school in Shizuoka City, stealing desks and other school equipment, appeared in the district court on Wednesday. The suspect, who was a caretaker for the elderly in that prefecture, admitted to the charges. The suspect told the prosecutors that he wanted to experience the world of love life. According to the indictment, that man broke into the gym of Shizuoka Senior High School, stole four items, including a school desk. A school desk. On a later day, he then allegedly broke into the gym of Shizuoka Iowa Girls Junior Senior High School and stole amplifiers and other items. Well, at least it wasn't gym clothing, you know? But that still doesn't take away from what he did. Yeah, it's still, what the hell? Mm -hmm. 
SBS, Shizuoka uh, Broadcasting System, provided photo and video of the school equipment seized from the suspect. The image shows a basketball jersey, stacks of school workbooks, a dark blue uniform, a plastic bag full of tennis balls, amplifier, two speakers, three trophies, and other items. It isn't clear if all the items were stolen during the two described incidents. Now, at the trial, the suspect stated that there was no doubt that he committed the crimes. During the opening statements, the prosecutor stated at the suspect's interrogation, the man admitted he was motivated by a desire to relive his, his time in school. The defense did not contest the charges against the suspect. Numazu Shizuoka is the setting for Love Life Sunshine. The city has had varying experiences with the series' fans since the anime premiered in 2016. Numazu has a large elderly population, and the event of anime pilgrimages brought plenty of people to visit to see the places featured in the anime. Various groups have led to repeated warnings from the anime staff and city officials to respect the residents and private property. Nonetheless, attempts to make the tourism on the anime's popularity have met with mixed results. The city crowdfunded nine manhole covers of the off-course idols only for visitors to repeatedly vandalize them. The covers were pulled from the streets and two college students and one high school student were arrested in retaliation to the vandalism. And I believe we actually talked about that. I mean, honestly... I mean, there are people who want to hold, like, hold on to their high school days mm -mm. as much as possible, but mm -mm. good God. Mm -mm. There, there, there's no way I'm reliving my, my high school. No, I would never. Unless, unless we're talking like... Um, Six digits, and then the two period, then then the period for the sense. Uh, uh that, that that's that's not gonna happen, you know. That'll be at least seven for me. And as for pilgrimages, I would love to do an anime pilgrimage, but you know what I'm going to do? I am not going this exactly. I am going to take pictures with my phone, and buy swag. That's it. There is absolutely no need for me to try to bring a manhole cover back to. No. Absolutely not. What thought process do you have to have to to think that would be a good idea? I think I want a manhole cover. <sighs> I, I I want one of the Pokemon manhole covers. Okay, fair. Why? Where are you going to put it? This is me. I collect stupid shit like that. <laughs> well, at least you admit to it. I admit to collecting stupid shit. <laughs> Good gracious. All right, Ari, you take the last article, and I apologize if it messes up with your if it messes with your head. Oh, my mind's my head's already a mess. Is it Optimus Prime and Megatron are now officially cute animated girls with Transformers Bishoujo. As one of Japan's leading anime figure makers, announcing a new rec recreation of a character that has worked for Kotobukiya, and given the aesthetics popular among otaku, it's also not shocked that this new figure is Bishoujo, beautiful girl. But what it is a surprise that it's based off Optimus Prime from the Transformers fr franchise. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, oh boy. There's a lot to unpack here. I mean, <clears throat> not for nothing, cool. I kind of like them. I was like, wait, what? And I sent them to my friend, uh, Kristen, and I think she's, I think she has them on pre-order now. Yeah, for whatever reason, the, the page is just not loading any of the pictures except for the one in the header. Alright, hold on for a second. Kotobuyuka's designs really have adapted a number of Optimus's distinctive visual traits to an anime girl character design. The figure's footwear has wheels on the outer edges, just like the ones above Optimus's ankles when he's a robot. Instead of a cargo trailer, Bishojo Optimus Prime has a wheeled suitcase, and the sunglasses she sports put up on her forehead evoke the robot's eyes and crest forehead machinery protrusion protrusion mm. don't know why i slipped over there another important sex accessory is hanging from her neck where she's ha, has a charm it's the matrix of leadership that's cool i don't like people aren't already wearing a ma matrix of leadership stuff but oh yeah they did want a megatron too mm -hmm. now megatron is surprisingly cooler and a lot more lenient to his subordinates than you initially expect Definitely wanted to have her hold the fusion can in her right hand, so we explored various poses while keeping my Hashiwa look fighting up against Optimus Prime. Um, in retrospect, considering that they also turned Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, and Pennywise into Bishojos. Oh, I remember those, yeah. We, we should have probably braced for this. Yeah, I actually have a friend who actually did, who actually cosplayed the uh, Kotobukiya um, uh, uh, Freddy Krueger. She actually did a really good job on it. Yeah, I've seen a lot of the cosplays of the Chucky. Mm -hmm. So maybe this year we'll see some Kotobukiya and uh, My Little Pony cosplays. Don't give anyone any ideas. Ari, I own two of the figures. It's okay. Yeah, I've got one of them too. I'm about to order. I'm about to order a third one. I want the Luna one. That's the one I want. I want Luna. Are you two going to be fighting over it if it's, there's only one left? No. No, I, I can't order it right now. I'm unfortunately uh, broke until my next paycheck. I hear that. I know that feeling. All right. Now that we got that out the way. It's time for the part of the show that y'all really stick around for. Uh, meanwhile, in Japan, and let's see, you know, I forgot to load the soundboard. Let's have that running in the background. That's perfect. And from looking at this, you know, I will take the last story. I'll take the second one, I guess. Okay, then I get the first one. I had a feeling to usually get the first one anyway. Yeah. So, um, there is a new cafe, um, and it is, uh, very fitting for me. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, it includes, it's a meditation cafe where you can sample different teas and sweets as you meditate. So it's the perfect place to take some time to unwind. It has two courses, the finest quality 
Ujicha course and the natural high quality green tea course. Both cost 2,000 yen, which is about $17. The day um, that this was going on, uh, during your your uh, during your meditation experience, you get three cups of tea with either course. The first two cups are determined by your course. You'll either get roasted green tea or green tea in, uh, or I guess regular green tea in the green tea course. You can choose the third cup of tea from either Zen or meditation menu. Both menus have a huge array of different kinds of teas. Um, so you can go for a variety. They include, you know, your regular green tea, your black tea, but they also have rose tea and various other flavors. Um, they also come with your choice of dessert. Um, so obviously there are various gelatos and cakes. Um, but once everything is ordered, you are shown to your own private meditation room. And the room is almost completely dark. So it feels like stepping into a different world. Um, across the seat from you is a huge picture of the moon, uh, which is apparently made of washi paper and crafted so that when you look at it from the left, it looks like a full moon and from the right, a new moon. Underneath the moon was a small monitor that displayed some of uh, Konamasa's video art. Uh, so you are uh, completely alone in the room. You get to revel in the solitude. Separated from the real world, you get to enjoy your meditation. After about five minutes, your first your first drink of water. I can't talk tonight. Mm. Um, after five minutes, your first drink arrives. It's warm and reassuring flavor uh, permeates you as you continue to meditate. Um, your second drink is a much deeper flavor than the first. And lastly, you get your last drink, which is the one that you chose, and your dessert. Um, so uh, you once the last one is brought in, you are left in the room to meditate by yourself. Um, and then you actually will also get a small teapot of the last tea. So you can uh, actually continue to drink if you want. So, I mean, this this seems really cool that you're in there. Um, one, you're in there for so long. Um, so you do get about an hour. And then once you're done, you can walk around and look at some of the art that's on display mm -hmm. on the other floors. Um, and then those that experience the meditation room can also leave their signature on the floor of the first floor. So you get to leave your own mark on the building. Um, so it is, the whole building is kind of like a work of modern art. So, I mean, that's kind of cool. You get to go in there, you get to relax, you drink your tea, you're in the dark, you get to, you know, really kind of experience just yourself for an hour. Yeah, you know what? yeah the, the darkness, like, without your uh, sense of sight, the... Uh... Your sense of taste when I will pick up the slack and make the flavor stronger. At least that's what it's supposed to be, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's sort of like when you come home after a long day, you kind of sit down, you drink, and you just kind of relax. Except that the lights are on or they're dim and the TV's in the background, you know. It's like that in a way. 
Yeah, you just need some candles and a thunderstorm in the background. <laughs> mm, I can I can see that. I could definitely see that. All right, Ari, let's what's going on here? Okay, I a Japanese. Huh? I was gonna say I heard about this, and you know what? I have to agree. You know, and we'll get into that in just a bit. A Japanese pro gamer kicked off an esports team after saying short men shouldn't have human rights. So, on Tuesday afternoon, Japanese pro gamer Tanukama sent out an invitation to fans to watch our newest video stream. The 29-year-old Tekken 7 specialist wasn't going to be showing off any 10 strings or giving any strategy lessons. Instead, she was going to be making a cake and answering questions while in the kitchen. At some point, though, she got into the subject of a time she ordered something from Uber Eats. So the delivery person was this young guy, and after I got food from him, he just kind of kept standing there outside my door. So he, like, rings the bell, and I get like, like, sorry, but would you be willing to tell me your contact info? info? And, like, all I could feel was terror. And it was like a total pain that he knew where I lived. I'd really hate it if he came back and set my home on fire if I shot him down harshly. Ugh. What a nice guy. And oddly enough, that happened, this happens a lot more than you think. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah, I believe it. At the same time, same, all the same, Tanakuma, Tanukana, still turned a minute down, since she didn't mention any subsequent revenge attempts, he took rejection well enough. She was still upset about what happened and she was recounting the experience during her Tuesday stream. She thinks she just thinks it's wrong for a guy to do that if he also happens to be short. I mean he was short probably like hundred and sixty five centimeters, which is about six foot five. Mm -hmm. I mean five foot five, five yeah. foot five. He may have even been shorter than that. As soon as I saw a show I was like I was like, Nope. If he had been tall and had a really buff body, there's a chance I would have given him a number. So, yeah, she says, it's tiny. It's no good. Honestly, if you're under 170 centimeters, you should have no human rights. If your guy is less than 170, please live your life with the idea I have no human rights in your mind at all times. The fuck? Yeah. He's yeah, gone. she's basically saying that any guy under five foot is not a human and has no human rights. Now, because of her saying that, she got kicked off the team. And yeah, it, it was called hate speech. <laughs> now, I had oddly enough, I read this on the Kotaku, and there were some people that were in defense of the girl. Now, let me say this to all to all the ladies that listen, participate. If you find yourself in a situation like that, and that's how you react, and that's how you say it, I get it. I totally understand it. That is your right. But you also gotta remember if you're part of like an esports team, or like a... In the public eye in some fashion. Basically, if you're in the public eye, yeah, you gotta be careful of what you say. You know? I, I have learned this lesson. I have learned and relearned this lesson more times than I can count. I don't blame her for saying that because of the way she felt. But at the same time, 
I don't blame the team for kicking her off for that. It's one thing when you say that amongst your friends, you know, your group. It's another thing where you say something like that and like millions of people can hear you say it, you know? And then we know some crazy super fan isn't going to go around and just, you know, start beating up short people. Exactly. I mean, there are things that we talk about on this show where I know I want to say something pretty outlandish and I've come close. I know there are things on this show that Ari or Mako want to just be like, let me get the motherfucking uh, microphone, you know? I mean, th- th- this person heard, like, this person heard sh- uh, Randy Newman's song Short People and are like, hmm, that's good advice. Yeah. But at the same time, when you kind of go off the rails like that, that looks bad on you, your team, everybody. So, you know, it's, it's like how, put it this way go on social media, say something derogatory. If enough people pick up on it, let's see how long you last at your job. The same thing. All right, Marco, what's your take on this? I think if she would have kept it as, you know, him being creepy for Mm -hmm. asking her for her details due to being a delivery boy, I don't think anybody would have any issues. Mm -hmm. The fact that she brought his height into it Mm -hmm. is where the issue came from. And I think that she was rightfully let go. All right. Hey, we're all in agreement on this. Yeah. I mean, everyone can get behind ducking on a creep, like on a fucking creep, unless you yourself are a fucking creep. (laughs) It's like I said, it's like I've said plenty of times. I'm going to be straight with you about what's go- about certain things. And if you're offended by what I say, maybe because you're guilty of doing that and you need to stop. But, um, speaking of needing to stop, this next story is kind of interesting. And I remember a similar story to this I've seen floating around on, on, on Facebook and other socials, and I will get into that as well. Actually, no. Evidently, Americans' Japanese calligraphy gets called cultural appropriation. Meanwhile, Japanese Twitter is like, no. Now, Japanese Twitter user Waka and her American husband live in Washington State. Though they're on the opposite side of the Pacific from Waka's homeland, her husband decided to try his hand at Shoto, Japanese calligraphy. Enthusiastic about the art form, he decides to post a photo of one of his Shoto projects on Facebook, and Waka found one of the responses to be very startling. She basically said, My husband tried doing some Shoto. When he posted a photo of it on Facebook, an American acquaintance who has who doesn't have any Japanese cultural connection said, There are people who spend years studying calligraphy at a school to become professionals. What you're doing is cultural appropriation. Stop it. The comment has my husband feeling really depressed. Personally, I think it's important for people to understand and share cultures. And it's interesting too, Waka said, following up with her tweet. And other Japanese Twitter users agreed. Basically, as a fellow Japanese person, I don't see anything wrong with what your husband did. I hope he'll continue to have fun while practicing Shoto. I want to express from the bottom of my heart how grateful I am to your husband for his interest in Japanese calligraphy. 
I remember when some people overseas were shouting cultural appropriation when the American game company Sucker Punch made Ghost of Tsushima, but that was a masterpiece and very well received here in Japan. Yup. And I totally forgot that game was done by an American company. I'm grateful that your husband is interested in Japanese culture. And even more than that, I'm impressed and deeply moved that he's actively practicing it. The last comment is particularly significant. Japanese island country geography and shogunate enforced isolation during its feudal era, and it greatly limited the country's contact with other parts of the world, which in turn was a major factor in the development of Japan's unique cultural and artistic heritage. But however, for all of Japanese pride in its heritage, there really isn't a societal belief that those cultural traditions are something that Japan owns, and that foreigners are only allowed to respect from a hands-off distance. Rather than detach, observational admiration, participatory passion is what makes Japanese people feel honored when it comes to how Japanese culture is treated by those from abroad as the flood of encouraging reactions to Waka's tweet shown here. So, I mean, he's never going to get better at it if he doesn't keep practicing. Right. And she, she, shows, she shares those messages with her husband, and he's appreciative of those reactions. And the reactions were to pick up his brush and take on another Shoto challenge. This time writing the kanji for Yume or Dream. She also mentions that he enjoyed listening to Japanese Enka music while taking his morning shower. Sure, his brushwork isn't perfect, but it's quite good for a beginner. And besides, it's the thought and the dream of the people actively sharing and appreciating each other's cultures that counts. Now, this reminds me of, this was a meme that was floating around, which was an actual story. It was a girl dressed up doing a tea ceremony and somebody got offended that is a cultural appropriation and a Japanese American responded with, with basically you know it is not we encourage this you know and we've probably seen it all this somebody meme. wants to learn let them learn yeah. and we've all probably seen that meme floating around it looks like it came straight out of a, off of a tumblr post now I understand the aspect of cultural appropriation some cultures it's sort of like it's it's your mileage may vary. There are some things you are allowed and not allowed to do unless somebody from that culture is like, it's okay. Whereas with some cultures, oh, it's fine as long as you don't disrespect it, you know? I I think what and I think when it comes to a lot of the Japanese culture, the Japanese are more open to see what others can do with it as long as you don't disrespect it. The the guy's learning Shoto. His wife is Japanese. And I think that's really great. And personally, if he if he was a single man and he was just learning something and he was taking advice from Japanese people about how to make it better, then absolutely yes, sure, you know. And Siyabiri says, now we want to rewatch the ramen girl. That was a good movie. And Brittany Murphy is in it. Fuck, she was an awesome actress. I'm gonna have to re I'm that's gonna go on my list now, damn it. Man, and I think I saw it on one of my streaming apps. At least I'll have something to do Sunday or something like that. But um, I I think we's done. Mm-hmm. But shall we go ahead and wrap up the show? Yes, please. Yes. Here we go. So if you like the show. Tell a friend. Bainter will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. 
So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that is podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. We're here to believe you. And while you're at it, check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com, where you'll find our weekly podcast, uh, anime reviews, editorials, convention reports, uh, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, and so much more at AnimeJamSession.com. And if this is your first time listening to us, you can check out all of our episodes online. You can find them on iHeartRadio, Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anything that you use for finding your podcast. Just search Anime Jam Session. Over 500 episodes for you to take a listen to. So please enjoy. And don't forget to follow us on our social medias, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Follow us on those so you know when we're going live, when articles are going up, when episodes are available, so much more. And we appreciate the fan base and all y'all for following us on those socials. And don't forget down below is the tip jar. Uh, there's links to our stream elements in our Ko-Fi, which we really appreciate. Um, bits, you know, you can cheer us for bits and we really appreciate that too. Uh, subscribing to our stream, we appreciate that too. Gift subscriptions, all of that. We really appreciate all of that. And it looks like auto-hosting is back. So it hasn't kicked in for our channel, but for most people it has. So every little bit around all of that, we really appreciate that. So thank you so much. Um, now I'm going to go around the room for last words. Last words, Ari. Um, also, Street Fighter Six's uh, first trailer dropped today. And the entire FC... FGC is thirsty for Hot Daddy Ryu. Or they're more pissed about how cheap the Street Fighter 6 logo looks. Well, that too, but... Last words, Mako-chan. I do not want to go to work tomorrow. You want to stay home and bang on the drum all day? I want to stay home and sleep. <laughs> My last words, um, I'm going to relax and probably watch some more Starlight Review or Review Starlight. It's a good anime, but it goes so quick. It's like, I'm forgetting. It's like, a, it's missing stuff, but whatever. You know, it's still a good anime. Well, that is it. End of list. We will be back next week with a brand new episode. Uh, and don't forget, uh, Ichigo and Wild Spice will be joining us in a couple of weeks, I believe, on the 15th. Uh, Ichigo will be here, and on the 22nd, Wild Spice will be here. Actually, since that point is the week of Zenkai, she might not, so we'll figure something out. So, one way or another. So, that's it. We're going to get up one out of here. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. That is perfect. Awesome. See you next week.
Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!